Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. In today's episode, I want to discuss with you something I call the first seven. This is the first seven days when somebody becomes a client or they join your organization. I'm going to share a story with you that happened to me in the last couple of weeks with my local chamber of commerce. Let's get right into it. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the initial first experience that somebody has with your business or your organization. I'm gonna call it the first seven. And what I'm referring to that as is the first seven days. Now, this could be the first seven days where uh, they, they first opt into something, right? So they're becoming a prospect, they're not a customer yet. Uh, it could be that first seven days when they're a customer. It can be also both of those. But I'm gonna share with you an experience, a personal experience that I had with my local Chamber of Commerce. Now, I wanna kinda of put a disclaimer here that this is not me talking negatively about my Chamber of Commerce. I believe the Chamber of Commerce organizations do a lot of good, uh, they support businesses. This episode and what I wanna talk about this experience and why I'm actually bringing this up is because I think there's a huge lesson to learn here for improvement. And last evening, before I actually decided to use this topic in today's episode, I wrote a LinkedIn post about this. Uh, and it actually got shared by one of their members to their president and they reached out to me uh, and they said, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, you know, we are improving, we're looking to this. And another chamber of commerce actually wrote to me as well uh, and said, you know what, this is really great information. So this is not only for chamber of commerce people, this is for your business. Let me set the story about how this happened. And I'm gonna go back even you know, about 12 years when I first became a member of this Chamber of Commerce, when I first moved to the area uh, and, and I was gung-ho. I was, I was in business in the area, it was a way to meet people and I joined because I'm like, this is going to be an amazing experience. And you know, I think I was a member for about five years um, and I was coming with ideas. I wanted to do workshops. I wanted to, to get out and I wanted to help other businesses grow. That was just the nature of what I was doing. Ultimately, I wanted to get business from it. Um, so I reached out to them and I said, hey, let's do these webinars, let's do these workshops and all this kind of stuff. Um, and at that point, I was told that it had to go through um, like an education committee. Uh, and that really didn't move to the speed that I was, was happy with. So um, it felt like the only time I've ever heard from them during that experience was when my membership was up for a renewal uh, and they were asking for me to, to renew it. I didn't like that feeling. Um, so, you know, after that four or five years, I just let my membership lapse and I didn't renew uh, with it. So, um, you know, as, you know, COVID has passed and, you know, there are, are, are more events and people are being more comfortable with going out and doing and being at live events, I thought, you know what, hey, let's give it another shot. So 
On February 20th, I think it was about 10 o'clock at night, I made the decision that I'm going to rejoin my local chamber of commerce. So I went to the website, I filled out the application, um, I paid the fee that was there for my business, uh, and I got a confirmation, right? Your, 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 um, your membership application, here is a receipt for the payment, um, all that kind of stuff, right? The standard transactional email that happened, that was on the 20th. You know, 21st came the next day. Now, keeping in mind the 20th, I think, fell on a Monday. Uh, 21st came, so Tuesday, I heard nothing. Wednesday, or Tuesday, uh, or sorry, Wednesday, which was the 22nd, uh, I heard nothing, right? I never got any more correspondence from that. On the 23rd, I thought, you know what, I'm going to email them and say, hey, did you get my application? Just wanted to make sure it came through and all this kind of stuff, because I expected that I should have received some kind of welcome uh, to the organization by then at that point, especially since it was during the work week. Um, I received an email back from one of their um, uh, one of their team members saying, you know what, thanks for, for doing that. I'm going to send out the, the welcome emails uh, this afternoon. Uh, so I did get it. On the 23rd, I got this, hey, welcome to the chamber. You've been approved, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then basically, it was a nice graphic designed email uh, and it listed three upcoming events that were happening an AGM, a women in business event. Uh, and I don't know what the third one was off the top of my head. Okay. I was like, perfect. Okay. The ball is starting to roll. Now I know that being a part of the, the membership, I do get a listing on their website. Um, and you know, to that point, the, I believe, and, and I think when I checked it, my previous listing had never, ever been removed uh, and it was carried over, but there is a, a membership portal and all this kind of stuff. So this was on the 23rd. This is now the 2nd of March. I have not received any other communication from them since that first welcome email. And that right there is where I feel that the room for improvement needs to happen. Think about that in your business. Think about that if you are part of an organization, even if it is a volunteer organization that is reliant upon volunteers coming on board. There is an initial period where somebody has made a commitment to you, whether they're being a paid client, whether they're filling out a volunteer application, whether they're opting in for something from you, where you need to treat them as they are the most important person to you at that time. It is scalable. There are tools to do that. There are tools that we use to do that in our business and we help clients do that. But think about it. Those first seven days are extremely important. And I'm going to give you some ideas of what the organization could have done, uh, the chamber, to, to improve this. But if you look at this coming back to, to the whole dating analogy, which we've used a lot in other episodes, we use it a lot in marketing. When you first go on a date with someone... Seven days, the first seven days after that, now it should be even longer and it most likely will go longer, but almost every day you are trying to do something to make them feel great, right? Maybe you're sending them messages. Maybe you send them flowers. Maybe you're, you're trying to see them more, right? It is important for you to actually show up your best for that. So what could my chamber of commerce have done better in this situation? Well, they have a president. I should have received some kind of welcome email, video would have been better, message from the president. Thank you so much for, you know, or I'm, I'm extremely 
you know, happy or excited or whatever word you want to put in there uh, that you decided to become a member of the of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, here is what we are doing, right? They have a strategic plan. They know what they are doing and they know what they are trying to achieve. This is the time for the president to present that to me as a member, right? Giving me opportunities to communicate back to them. If you have any questions, we're here for you. Here's how to communicate with us, okay? There's, there's one thing that could have been done uh, there as well. There could have been another one the next day, which is like, you know, here's the top seven ways to get the most out of your membership as a chamber member, okay? That could have been seven, it could have been five, could have been 10, doesn't matter, right? But now they're showing me how to actually get involved with this. You know, there should have been a, a social media post. Now, I did go on their social media when I looked at this uh, and was writing this last evening, and I do notice that they start to do that. Now, I don't know if there's a backlog and how they schedule it, but within those seven days, new members should be called out on social media, right? It shouldn't just be put in a schedule that is going to come out next month or weeks later. Those first seven days are absolutely crucial. The fact that you have a listing on their website, right? You should be told when that is there. There is a member portal that you can get access to. I've never received anything to get access to my membership portal, right? Maybe I should have received something in the mail that, and it could be there. I mean, I haven't checked the mail today uh, to see if it's there, but also getting something tangible going out to your clients. You know, when we get new clients at our business at Blue Cow Marketing, I want to send them a handwritten thank you note to their mailbox, right? Not just relying all on digital, right? We want to touch them in different avenues, different mediums. I should have received a call and it doesn't need to be a call from the president. It could be from anyone at the organization. Thank you so much for being a, a member. We're just calling to, as a courtesy call to check in, learn more about your business. What do you hope to get out of working or not working, get out of being a member with our organization? How can we help you, right? When you go to their website, they're there to service you as a business owner. That is the question you need to be asking every single person who collides with you in your business or your organization. How can I help you? Let them tell you what they expect, right? This is a very fundamental, um, you know, trick or not trick, but tactic, I guess is a better word, uh, even down to the customer service level of things. And I'll tell you this in a second, um, you know, I'll throw this in here right now about this, but you know, if you ever have somebody who is disgruntled or upset about a service or product that you have, if you ask them, what could I do to help make this better for you? Most likely what they're going to recommend or ask or suggest is far less than what you would be willing to give them initially, right? So let them tell you what they need to, to have happen for them to be happy. So just thinking about the situation, a phone call, right? What made you decide to join our chamber today, right? Tell me a bit about your business. What are some of your goals? How can we align with that? What can we do or what do we have or what are we coming up to do in our strategic plan that may perfectly align with that? That is going to be key. So those were just some initial ideas about this. And like I said at the beginning, this episode, my LinkedIn post was in no way intended for me to, um, you know, degrade or be negative about this organization. I truly believe in this organization. I'm sticking around. I am here to help them become better. And that, 
is part of the process of why I decided to call this out. Um, and if there's other organizations and what I can see within the first 24 hours of posting, there are other organizations and businesses who have seen that post and have felt that there was some improvements that they could do in their own organization and their own business. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to think about your business. What could you do in the first seven days? We'll talk about new clients here. In the first seven days, when somebody becomes a new customer or a new client to make their experience absolutely top-notch where they're blown away by it. And it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money, right? You just need to think how you can do it. Don't think about restrictions of what you have for tools or anything like that, but what can you do to make the experience of your new clients absolutely better than your competition? I want to interrupt this episode for just a second to thank our sponsor of the podcast, eWebinar. eWebinar is an amazing platform to host an evergreen webinar that feels like a real live webinar. And if you want to find out more and get a special offer, go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash eWebinar. As well, we also want to thank Keep. Keep is an amazing tool that allows you to automate a lot of things in your business. I've been using Keep for over 12 years in my personal business, and I couldn't go a day without it. If you want to find out more what Keep can do for your business, go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash keepdemo, that's K-E-A-P, demo, and you will see a five-minute recorded demo there. You can see everything that it can do for you and your business. Now, okay, let's now get back to you understand the importance of that first seven, and you're going to come up with some ideas for your business as to what you can do to make that first seven days of any new client absolutely amazing. I want to shift gears for a little bit, and I want to go away from, from that idea, and I want to talk about you know the power of LinkedIn. Now, this is not me giving a sponsored message for LinkedIn or in, in any way am I affiliated with them. It is just personal experience in my business. Now, I am a business to business, a B2B type of, of uh, business structure uh, where most of my clients are other business owners. So prior to, let's say, I don't know, a year ago, I was more heavily focused on Facebook. Um, and due to Facebook's... Um, kind of just hurdles and, and issues that they have and people losing trust in it, uh, I, I've gone away from Facebook being primary for me. So LinkedIn is my primary source for any kind of social content that goes out there. Now, you've heard me say in other episodes that you don't put all of your fish in a social platform, right? You don't put all of your cards on the table and say that is where everything is because something can happen, right? The, the platform can, can change. Uh, the platform can lock you out. Your account can go down. You lose all those followers, right? You need to have your own list and having your own list of contacts, your own database is a media that you own. You own that list. So if it's in keep like a subscriber list or a client list or a lead list or whatever that is, um, you own that, right? You can email that per person. You can text that person. You are not reliant upon posting something to another platform and hopefully that person logs in that day and sees it, right? We can push our messages in front of them. And, and in no way am I advocating spamming people and you know importing big lists and emailing to them. I think that's a very cheesy, sleazy, not really um, something ethical that I that I you know condone. Uh, I, I think 
the communication that you give to those in your circle, those who you are colliding with needs to be beneficial to them. And when are things beneficial to them? It's during a certain stage that they're in. So just coming back slightly to what I talked about in the first part of the episode, once you realize those seven days of a new client, right? That is a new client onboarding experience. But you can multiply that and look at where people are when they're first hearing about you, right? And, and they opt in for something that you have out there, whether it's a, a video series, a training series, a free ebook, or whatever it is. Think about where are they at in their business that would have attracted them to that thing, right? So if it is, well, we'll use marketing here, and I just mentioned LinkedIn. So if, if I have built a process to help businesses get better with promoting themselves on LinkedIn, and I, I haven't done that, but let's just say I did, maybe I have a lead magnet out there that says, you know, the top 15 things you can do to your LinkedIn profile to appeal to your clients. Now, if somebody opts into that, what is that telling me? That is telling me, number one, they have a LinkedIn profile. Two, they are a B2B type of business, or they should be if they're thinking about LinkedIn. And C, they are modest enough to know that they don't know everything. These three things alone let me know that they are a potential client of this offering that I would fictitiously have if I, if I did that. So when they opt in, I shouldn't be sending them newsletters about other things. I need to then amplify onto that and I'm going to educate them a bit more about LinkedIn because that's the avenue they came in through, right? So that's going to be key. Now, just getting back to LinkedIn, why do I love LinkedIn? Well, number one, it's not Facebook, right? You can laugh at that or, or not, but, but LinkedIn does not have all the bureaucracy, all the, the negative feelings, at least I haven't seen it or I haven't heard people gripe about it as much, uh, that you have with Facebook. It's out there. The other thing is it is a B2B type platform and it has features that are absolutely top notch. Number one that I'm utilizing, other clients are utilizing, and they're seeing great results from is the newsletter feature. Now you can have one newsletter, like one type of newsletter, they call it a newsletter that's there, um, set up for your account as a person, right? So you're gonna send that from, your, from yourself um, or on behalf of yourself out there. And what I'm going to recommend is that you don't call it, you know what, Joe's plumbing newsletter or, or, you know, Sarah's accounting newsletter, right? Give it a name, give it a identity, give it something that says exactly what it would be. For example, mine is called marketing with Sean, right? Nothing, you know, hidden behind that, right? If, I'm marketing myself, myself is the brand, and it's marketing related content, right? That is what people get when they subscribe to that. And what I love about it is when you post it, not only does it post on your feed, not only does it stay in the archives of the newsletter, 
but anyone who has subscribed within LinkedIn gets an email immediately with that article in it. And that right there is extremely powerful because now it's combining the features of email marketing with social marketing, right? You don't get that with Facebook. You don't get that with LinkedIn. You don't get that with any other platform yet other than LinkedIn. So if you haven't utilized the newsletter feature, this is something, if you are on LinkedIn, you need to look into to do for yourself, your brand and your business. Number two is the fact that you can find people on there, target them, reach out to them using tools like their sales navigator that are actually in positions of decision. So they could be CEOs, they could be, you know, owners, they could be, you know, finance people, whoever it is that you need to speak to, they are self-identified in there with the targeting within LinkedIn. And again, in a B2B type of market, you're not necessarily going to be selling $5 widgets or things like that. You are going to be needing to communicate to the decision makers. And in most cases, they're going to do some research on you. And it is basically an online resume, right? People can give their, their um, I don't know what the word is, endorsements, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, to you. You can have your testimonials there. You can have all your history, uh, where you've worked, all that kind of stuff. Your professional profile is all focused within LinkedIn. And this is why I think and I feel that it is a great platform. Now, what tools could you use to leverage that even more? Well, there are a ton out there. Um, you know, any kind of social scheduling tool, we use Social Pilot to schedule a lot of our content. Uh, and LinkedIn is one of the, the accounts that we schedule too. But another one that I'm using uh, is called Meet Alfred. And I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. And it is a LinkedIn automation tool. Now, what would a LinkedIn automation tool do for you? Well, it could do a couple of things. The way that I've got mine set up is that it is you know, messaging people on their birthdays and on their work anniversaries. And you will get that in the, the platform natively. You'll get a notification that somebody's birthday and whatever, and you can click a custom message that comes up. Um, but this allows me to reach out to them. And in most cases, they are replying back, thanking me. Um, and then I can start to engage in a conversation. You know, do I feel bad that I'm automating this type of stuff? Absolutely not, Right because it feels good to get those messages. Knowing that the person took the time to set that up so that you can get acknowledged from them and you can see that, that it came out. Now you could be in the other camp where you're like, well, no, you didn't actually think of them. You didn't send that up. That is completely uh, up to you to think that or not. I feel it is a benefit uh, to have that. The other part you can do is you can do automatic outreach to try to make new connections with people right? Not talking about the things that you get all the time on LinkedIn where, you know, you get a, um, you know, either a spam message and it's like somebody just threw up an entire essay in your inbox um, or where they request a, a, a connection with you, you click accept and immediately there's a 400 word message in your inbox. Uh, no, that is not a way to use that in an effective manner. Um, you want to engage in conversation. All business deals on a B2B side and this is through my experience, the ones that engage in a conversation become a stronger and better relationship. They become a stronger and better client. 
the LinkedIn messaging is great. I mean, I don't miss any of the messages that come in. Talking about Facebook, I don't know how many times people have messaged my Facebook page and I have not gotten a notification for it. I've gone in and looked later and have seen them. Uh, and by that time, a couple of days have passed. I don't know why their app does not do it. LinkedIn has always been 100% accurate for giving me notifications of messages. So using tools like that, there are hundreds out there uh, that you can utilize, but I would suggest that you have some kind of automation set up for LinkedIn for being able to just nurture and make new connections and meet people. There are hundreds, if not thousands of potential connections out there that would be beneficial to you, whether it's strategic partnerships or potential clients or guests for your podcast or other thought leaders where you can get inspiration for the content and the work that you're doing. LinkedIn is an amazing platform for that. Utilize it and help it build your business with you. That's all I'm going to talk about in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already done so. If you want to learn more about how you can utilize tools like Keep or eWebinar, go to our website, bluecowmarketing.ca. Um, find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Just don't message me there. I may not get the message. <laughs> but LinkedIn is my preferred platform. Thank you so much. I love doing this show for you. Have a great week growing your business. You know, I've been in the entrepreneur space for over 20 years, and that seems like a long time when I think about it. But during that time, there has been so much change, not only in marketing, but also in business and, and things that you have to evolve with. And even though I spend every single day in the marketing field, for my business and working with my clients, I can only imagine how difficult it is for a business owner who is not in that space to keep up on what to do and how to make moves in their business that's actually going to bring in new leads and generate more revenue. And that is why I have started a project called the Profitable Content Bootcamp. Stick with me for a second here. The reason I did this was I found the underlying thing with every single client that I've worked with who was motivated to create content for themselves to actually move the needle in their business struggled with knowing what content to create and how to efficiently create it. Meaning they're wasting a lot of time doing things they don't need to do when they could actually be focusing on a proper process that is going to move that needle, generate interest, generate leads, and ultimately grow their business. And that is where the Profitable Content Bootcamp comes in. What I want you to do, if you feel that you are struggling with creating content, you're feeling lost, you don't know what to do, you've spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on coaching programs, courses, workshops, challenges, things like that. You feel like you spend on weekly over three hours seeking things out online, reading things, asking people, then this is what you want to check out. ProfitableContentBootCamp.com. This is where I will work with you for three months and identify what content you need to be creating, what content is gonna be easy, most fluid for you to create, and is actually going to resonate with your audience. We are gonna do this together over three months. So go to Profitable Content Bootcamp, 
click on the button that says let's chat to see if we can help and it's going to allow you to book a time with me and we're going to do a one-to-one -one consult where i get to learn a bit more about your business and what it is that you're trying to achieve what have you done in the past what's worked what hasn't worked and then i can make a recommendation whether this is actually the right fit for you and i can guarantee you if it's the right fit you're going to come out after those three months feeling rejuvenated with an exact plan and content already created. So check it out, ProfitableContentBootCamp.com. I look forward to seeing you over there. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.